Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as we gather together again in this Wednesday and Lent and continue to look through this series, Abide With Me, we come to verse 3 today, and it says, Come not in terrors as the King of kings, but kind and good with healing in thy wings. Tears for all woes, a heart for every plea. Come, friend of sinners, thus abide with me. How many of you have ever heard someone say that if they set foot in a church, that God would strike them down? Like that a lightning bolt would come out of the sky and just strike them right then and there. Or, or maybe that the walls or the roof would fall upon them. Anybody? Because I have. Multiple times. It's almost like this defense mechanism that someone has. This response to help you understand their reasons for not coming to church. The idea that the last place that God wants sinners, or that people who don't believe in him, the last place that God wants them is in the church. Because you'll never hear someone who actually knows and believes in the God of the Bible talk about lightning bolts and walls collapsing. And so for someone giving you this comment, when you hear it, maybe they're hoping that you'll not bother them with all this church talk. But lightning bolts and buildings falling down sounds a little like fear. Fear of what God can do to them. Or maybe you've heard somebody say that they view God as this, you know, this child with a, a magnifying glass on the sidewalk who is frying ants in the heat of the sun. Right? God is this person who is like a kid bringing vengeance upon us. God is all about anger and hatred and violence and wrath. Again, listen to somebody who has studied God's word and See if that's how they describe him. And maybe this view of God is what we see in the beginning of verse 3. Come, not in terrors. God, I don't want you to bring your judgment, your vengeance, your wrath, your punishment down upon me. Because that picture of you is scary. And I don't want to be terrified of you. Of course, fear can be a good thing. You think of the fear that children have of their parents sometimes because of, of how the parents might respond to certain actions, wrongdoings, indiscretions. If a kid wrecks his parents' car, you might hear something like, my dad is going to kill me. Not that their dad would actually literally kill them, Certainly disappointed in them, maybe. Maybe ground them for a couple weeks, right? Who knows? Sometimes fear can deter certain actions as well. I mean, if you know how your parents would react to you doing drugs, for example, that fear may be enough 
to stop you from indulging if ever presented with the opportunity. But God is not our parents. Even though we do call him father, we know that we don't always listen to our parents, no matter what they say, no matter what fear we might have of them. Well, God, he is our creator. He is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is everywhere. And he does hold our life in his hands. He does have the ability to kill and destroy and punish. So there is something to be said about fearing God. I mean, that's the first commandment you think about, right? You shall have no other gods. Luther then goes on to say in his catechism, what does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. But that fear is more than being afraid. That fear is recognizing who God is, being in awe of that power and authority that he has, giving him the honor that is due his name, being reverent, to his wisdom and his nature. It's respecting God for who he is. And when we trust God, when we believe in him, we will also fear him. Some people don't see that in God, though, when they think of fear. So we sing, Come not in terrors, God. And how should he come? as the king of kings, kind and good with healing in thy wings. Now, when you think about wings, you probably think about birds. And when you picture birds and their wings, you might picture their wings spread out, right? They're in flight in the sky. They're looking to provide. They're out hunting, gathering, getting things to build a nest, or they're traveling to warmer climates. The spread of their wings is purposeful, as are the spread of the wings of a bird when they're not flying. You think about a bird that spreads its wings over their nest, providing shelter for their babies from the harsh climates, the cold, the wind, the rain. Because babies only have that down, that fluff. They don't have their feathers that have been fully developed so they can protect themselves. They can't take care of themselves completely yet. And so those wings give protection and protection from any other kind of danger that may come. The wings provide comfort and security, much like the arms of a parent when it becomes a safe place for a child to retreat to when there's a scary storm that comes along, when they've been hurt, when they're sad. Come, Lord Jesus, as the King of Kings, kind and good with healing in thy wings. And he does. You heard the gospel reading of Matthew. Jesus says, as he's looking at the city of Jerusalem during Holy Week, he says, how often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? 
Jesus came to call, to bring, to gather all people to himself. Though in our sin, we are not willing. We are like the people of Jerusalem and we reject him. Like the child that rebels against their parents, we rebel against God in our sin. We go our own way, the path that ultimately leads to pain and suffering and death. And that's why Jesus came. And that's why he died while we were yet sinners. As you may have heard Sunday from Romans chapter 5, in our sin, in our rebellion, in our rejection of God, Jesus came and died for us. Or as Malachi prophesied that you heard read, but for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. When you imagine someone portraying a bird, their arms are outstretched, acting as wings. The Son of God stretch out his arms on the cross on that Good Friday and brought healing to the whole world through his death. He healed our brokenness and our shame and our sin while we were still his enemies. He took our pain and suffering and death. And he rose on the third day, bringing eternal healing in the promise, in the promise and assurance of heaven, of everlasting life for those who believe in him. And for those who still rebel and reject, Jesus still calls all people to himself to gather under the shelter of his wings, to abide with him, to protect you in his arms, where he will keep you for all eternity. Come, Lord Jesus, as the King of kings, kind and good with healing in thy wings. Come, friend of sinners. And he does. And so we can say in the words of Psalm 63 that we read together, in the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. Amen. Now the peace of God which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.